This is the Stripped Down Podcast with Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, and Bravo reality TV star, Allie Levine. Join in with her weekly as Allie dishes on all things motherhood, the real, the raw, and everything in between. Buckle up, it's about to get real. Here's Allie. Hi loves, welcome back to Strip Down with Allie Levine. I am so excited about today's guest. I feel like I say I'm always excited, but I'm like extra excited about today's guest. She is a friend. She is an amazing mama of two. She's a former bachelorette and now a lawyer owns her own lawyer firm, Miss Erica Rose. Hi, I'm so excited to catch up with you too. It's been a while because we've both been so busy. I know. It's been like serious mom life. Thank you so much for coming on and supporting my show. Thank you for having me. I'm you're welcome. Everything. I mean, can I just say, like, you're just killing it in the mom world. Like, you've got two beautiful girls. You've got your, you know, law firm going on now that you've started. Like, I mean, it's just amazing. Thank you. You're doing so well with it, too. You're such a natural mom, and I just love Aww, Thank you. That means a lot to me coming from a seasoned mama and, like, a fellow friend. I really appreciate it. You're so, I love it. I can tell you're just such a great mom, and... You're such a loving and devoted mom, and it's just so great to see. Oh, thanks, babe. Gosh, well, I'm going to start off all emotional, get my hormones going. <laughs> right? I know. Seriously. I love it. Well, obviously, I'm sure pretty much everyone in my audience knows you, but just to give a little, like, kind of what's going on now sort of thing, can you just kind of, like, tell us a little bit about you? Obviously, you have your two beautiful girls. Just give us yeah. a little bit of, like, what you've got going on now as a mama and, like, what you're currently doing since The Bachelorette. So I guess um, since The Bachelorette and The Bachelor, I moved back to Houston when my oldest daughter, she's not even old yet, she's not even three, Holland, (laughs) back when she was a baby. And um, my husband, Charles, and I, we got married. And then we have another daughter now, Aspen, who's almost one, which is so So cute. Uh, Doesn't it? It goes by so fast, though. I've been, like, super emotional about her turning one. Oh. Now I'm in party planning modes for her birthday, so that's good. Oh, that's so exciting. When is that? Um, so her birthday is August 1st. She's a Oh, my gosh. It's so soon. Yeah, yeah so soon. Of, of course, I was like, I'm just going to keep it really small and intimate and do a pool party. But with me, that never happens when I try to say, like, I'm going to keep something really intimate. You know, so we have at least 30, if not more, people coming. I have, like, a caterer and of a club and, like, a bounce house. And I'm like, okay, this is not really, like – the tiny little intimate family gathering. <laughs> at least we're doing it at home and not at the zoo where I did my other one's first birthday and it was crazy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I bet the oh zoo must have been like a real zoo. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was. Trust me. Oh, um, that's so exciting. For that, I just, I started my own law firm, the Erica Rose Law Firm. And so between that and my kids, it's kept me so busy um, that I haven't really had much time to do any like entertainment stuff or anything like that besides entertainment law. But I do miss it, and I miss living in L.A. sometimes, you know, and I miss going to events and doing all that fun stuff. So I'm trying to figure out a balance between being a mom and a lawyer, you know, and still having some fun. Yeah, good for you. And listen, I mean, we're all trying to figure out that balance, Mom. Right? I'm like, I feel for you. Like, I don't even know if it exists. Yeah, same. No, and every <laughs> day I feel like it feels different. Like today, I had plans, obviously, for us to, like, you know, get on the podcast a few minutes earlier. And luckily, you also yeah. were getting asked down for a nap, but, like, Amelia – wasn't going down. Her teething has been unreal. So it's been like oh, such a challenge. Is the worst. It really is. And How so old is Amelia now? 
she's 15 and a half months. Aww, it's so crazy. I feel like I, I feel for you with the whole like one year old because when she turned one, right? I was like, were you what? so sad? Yeah, I was so sad. And I was like, how are you one? And then I was like, oh my God, how have I survived a year of motherhood? Right? That's crazy. How did you celebrate her birthday? Did you do something small or big? Uh, so I tried to do it small like you and ha, that didn't happen. <laughs> like right. 45 people. Um, yeah, just like me. Yep. And we had like a unicorn birthday. It was so fun. Um, oh, that's so cute. Party, like super magical. Cause I always call her like my little magical unicorn. We did like all unicorn favors and like, you know, total just super cute candy tables, like for so flowers. It was really, really cute. Um, so it was, it was really cool. Actually, ET online, like a bunch of other outlets picked it up, which was super fun. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm going to go look it up for inspiration. Yeah, totally. It was fun. You know, it was, it was a good time and everyone, I mean, we really enjoyed and, you know, Amelia had a blast. She was like, and try her first like little like lollipops that are like, you know, sugar free and like super like clean. Yeah fun for her and it was just nice but of course I was emotional the whole time I was like oh my gosh I can't believe you're one I, I survived a year of motherhood like mm-hmm. it was not I know that just, yeah that's why as moms we deserve to be celebrated too when they turn one because yes only about surviving the first year that's for sure literally so you're a seasoned mama so this is like your second go yeah. out like how is it it's true like different as far or is it different as yeah, far as I feel like um I thought of myself almost as a first, when Holland was a baby, I thought I was a really laid back mom compared to some of my friends that were like super like OCD, you know, about everything. Mm-hmm. But second, they really, they, what they say is true that you are honestly more laid back and it's not even hard. It's in a good way. Like, right. um, for example, I don't stress out about every single thing, but Aspen's doing great. And she's actually, I, but some things are just like the way someone's born. For example, Aspen sleeps 12 hours through the night. She has been doing that since she was two months old. We didn't really have to sleep train her, but we did have the snoo. But anyway, Holland is just not a great sleeper and that's just her personality. So I don't really think it's anything I did differently, but I do feel like the second time is a lot less stressful because you already know what you're doing and you don't have to like, consulting a million people and like Google everything and, you know, stress out about every little thing. Right. And I love that you said that. And it's like you said, every baby's personality is completely different and it's a matter of like what works and doesn't work, but like good for you for not having to sleep train. We sleep trained Amelia from like, I remember when you started like, yeah. And I I mean, to this day though, knock on wood, she's still a great sleeper. She pretty much anywhere. She takes long naps. Like it's great. So like, that's when I get my work done. That's when I podcast. That's when I blog. That's when I do social media. Like you have to have that time. Yeah, exactly. Or I take a bath, dare I take Mm -hmm. a shower, you know, like it's like, I now completely understand when they say, oh my God, you'll feel so much better when you just take a shower. I'm like, I haven't showered in four days. What's wrong with me? I know. It's funny the things you used to take for granted before being a mom. And now it's like, you're so excited about even the gym. Like I used to never really be in the mood, but now I love it because my gym has like a little daycare for the kids and they're really good with them. But now the treadmills at my gym have Netflix on them. So it's like the only time I get to like watch my shows Good it will for you. For over an hour, but I walk, I don't run. But right. as it gets me like in shape and it convinces, because that's my me time. I just put in my headphones and like catch up on my Netflix. I put my phone away in the charging portal and it's like my one time to not be interrupted. But before that, like I hated going to the gym, you know, and I, Totally. Oh, I feel for you because I'm I'm so not a gym person. And meanwhile, like I'll bitch and bitch and bitch and moan about my body and how you know it's like C-section. It's still not where I want. Blah blah blah. But then I'm 
I don't do that much to do anything for it. So I'm like, I'm so. Yeah, but you always look good. You're not. Oh, you're good. so sweet. Thanks, babe. I mean, it's getting there. I'm 15 months very healthy out. Too. Yeah, I feel like 15 months really out, bad. I'm like finally starting to see like my body yeah, somewhat yeah. change. But at the same time, it's like you're not going to be 100 percent obviously because you gave yeah. you know birth to a baby. It which takes like, so long. I mean, yeah. it's a, for me since I had my own um kind of close together, like. I was just starting to finally look a little bit more like myself after having Holland. And then um, a year and when she was one year and three months is when I got pregnant with Aspen. And so it's like, I didn't really even get to lose all my baby weight from the first time. Wow. That's hard. And then I I was like, I knew it was soon, but I didn't realize that was was that 15 months. Yeah. 15 months really. And so that was a little soon. And that's exactly the same age difference. My brother and I are, and my mom always told me like, it's better if you can have them a little bit further apart. And I always thought she was exaggerating. Um, but it is really hard when you have them to where they're two under two, even just for a few months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, well, I can understand that because now that Holland's about to be three, she's enjoying Aspen so much more. She no longer gets jealous at all. It used to be hard when Aspen was a baby because Holland would say, hold me, don't hold her. And I'm like, oh, I so many arms, you know? Yeah. Of course, now I don't regret having Aspen when I did and all that and everything. But I do think um, even just a few months makes a difference. Like my sister-in-law just waited six more months than I did. And it felt like that was just a huge difference, you know? Wow. So interesting. Yeah. This is good for me too, because Justin and I are just starting to kind of like have some fun again and like universe, figure it out, you know? Yeah. So you probably can't imagine like already being pregnant again. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like my, my brain is like, and it's funny because part of me is like, oh my god, that'd be so much fun. And I'm like, I like, I love being pregnant, even though I had a hard pregnancy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like that'd be fun. And then part of me is like, what am I crazy? Like this is so. <laughs> like, she's teething, and I'm exhausted, and like I feel like I don't yeah. even get to rest. So it's like it's crazy, right? Like what you go through in your mind. Yeah, it is. But you were such a beautiful pregnant woman too. Like really. Oh, you're so sweet. I just like, I don't know. I felt like it was so much fun to dress my bump. I felt so empowered. Like, <laughs> you no, know, this is my body that grew this baby. You know, it was like amazing. Yeah, it is such an amazing thing. Even yeah. now, like my husband and I will look at Aspen and be like, can you believe that we really just had to like have sex? I mean, that's the only thing the dad has to do, honestly. Yep. Or just like yeah. have sex and then. You sit there growing the baby for nine months and then, you know what I mean? And you do all that work, but at least your body does it for you during that time. It's really amazing. Like what our bodies can do as women. It really is. Right. Right. When you look at like everything, you're like, wow, my body went through hell and back and here's this beyond beautiful blessing. And it's like, you you have to remind yourself of that because like for me, I get down on myself all the time, my body, my this, my that. And I'm like, I just had a baby, you know, it's like, yeah, we have to be more forgiving on ourselves. Yeah, how do you how do you do that? Because you are a seasoned mama. For me, it's hard, honestly. And it was after one, like I started feeling like myself again and feeling really good when she was about one. And then, like I said, I was immediate, pretty much pregnant right after that, and it was really hard for me. And I went through like a time during my pregnancy where I was really, you know, sad about it and just feeling really uncomfortable with my body and negative by that because I'm like I just started because so much of us is attached to how we look, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think that um, now I've decided that it's not shallow and there's nothing wrong with it. The fact that I'm going to go and get a mommy makeover because I'm not only doing it for how I look, I'm doing it for how I feel um, after breastfeeding two children and with naturally large breasts to begin with, I'm getting a breast reduction and a lift because 
I never really needed a lift, obviously, before kids. And after one, they were fine. But after two, it's just like they're not going to bounce back up. You know what right. I mean? Totally. Yeah. So I'm doing it for like my health. Like literally, like it hurts my back. It's restricting me. I, like I said, I walk on the treadmill. It's not that I don't like to run. I do. But right now, they're just way too big to even do that. Um, I do yoga. And it's like when they say like lift your trust off the floor, I'm like, mine won't come up. You know? <laughs> it's just I think I'll feel so much better. Um, and of course, while I'm there, I'm going to get some liposuction, but I wouldn't be rushing in just to do that because the truth is, you know, weight loss happens and naturally and things like that. But of course, when I'm already having to go and be under, you know, under anesthesia, why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I feel about it. No, I mean, and, and thank you for sharing that. So like you said, when we talked about you coming on my podcast, you wanted to talk about this mommy makeover. So can you go? I think it's important to talk about because I don't, I think that there should be a positive um, stigma attached to it and not a negative one because I just think that, you know, we should always try to like look our best because that's so much influences how we feel. Absolutely. And, you know? and what made you, and I appreciate you sharing that because it's true. It's like as much as we need to also love who we are and the inside and everything, mm-hmm. your beauty and everything and the way you look at yourself does affect things. And it's like everyone it does. And for you, like you said, you really feel like it'll help you. So what made you like, I guess, what was the turning point where you decided um, you wanted actually, to do it? So I have this former friend and um, she was trying to be rude to me, actually. And she was, you know, upset with me, actually, um, because my dad did a plastic surgery makeover um, on this other friend of ours. And, this, and it's so funny because I don't work for my dad, but this friend of mine was mad that she wasn't getting a plastic surgery makeover, which is, it sounds like such a funny story, but it's true. And so she said to me, and this is after Aspen was only two months old, but she said, everyone wonders why you don't get like plastic surgery because your dad. Wow. And I mean, that did stick with me, even though I knew she was intending it to be rude, but I was like, you know what, why am I not doing it? Number one, my dad is not operating on me. He has never operated on me. He would never operate most plastic surgeons would never operate on their daughters. There's not like a rule against it. They just don't feel like it's appropriate and they don't feel comfortable. So I'm going to a good friend of his who he trusts and everything. And they operate at the same surgery center. Um, and so I feel totally comfortable with it. But, you know, I think there's a stigma because my dad's a plastic surgeon. And I do feel the pressure to live up to a certain standard, especially being back home in Houston where everyone knows him. You know, it was different when I was in LA and people didn't know that about me. But I do, but also I didn't have children yet. So I was, you know, looking good. You know what I mean? I, it was, yeah, you had a different, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, people are, you know, there is no pressure. Like it's not the same as when you're on TV, but still, even as a lawyer, I want to look and feel my best. Even as a mom, I want to look and feel my best and as a wife. And of course my husband's like, Oh, you know, you look amazing. You don't need to do it, but I'm really feeling like I'm doing it more for myself than anything. And just for my confidence, you know? Yeah. No, I think I want my outer confidence to match my inner one, basically. Right. No, I mean, and listen, if that's how you feel. So, so what is this mommy makeover going to entail? And and is it like a lot of recovery? Like, so I feel like, as you know, after having a C-section and I had two of them, like nothing seems painful anymore because I did have, the truth is I did have liposuction when I was 23. Um, It was right around the time that I went on The Bachelor. And so you know, I know at the time I remember thinking that was painful, but now that I compare that to a C-section, I remember, I think, oh my God, that was nothing, you know, <laughs> so I'm not worried about that. I have never done anything to my breast. People used to think that I did had implants because of my dad. And I'm like, trust me, I wish I did. 
because my friends with implants still look great after having kids, but mine don't. But anyway, and so this is my first breast surgery. So I don't really know that much what to expect, but I have talked to different friends and they've told me about it and it doesn't seem that bad. You know what I mean? It's like I said, compared to two C-sections, I'm like, I've got this. Um, and you don't even, I'm spending the night only one night at the hospital and you don't even have to, but with two young babies and kids, they say like, it's a good idea. Um, you know, and so one of my good friends, actually, Melissa, Jill Schreiber, she was on Bachelor Pod season two with me. She's coming down to Houston, which is so nice of her to help me take care of my kids. Oh, great. And I'm so appreciative of her coming and helping. And my kids both love her. I mean, Aspen hasn't seen her since she was a baby, but she loved her immediately. And so I'll be able to rest and just relax and, you know, recover. And I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm not really nervous. That's great. No, it's good that you're excited. I'm excited for you. I can't wait to like see like the results and everything and hear how like it all goes after you do it and everything. And like you said, after you go through birth, like there is no other. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, um, I've got this. Yeah, exactly. Literally every time I go through something with anything with work, I'm like, um, I went through birth and 42 hours of labor and then a C-section. Like, yeah, I've got, (laughs) no, it's like, (laughs) it's true. Yeah. Really like, yeah. And we both can relate because we both were C-section. Did you have C-sections? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I did. So Holland was breech. And instead of trying to do a flipping procedure and everything, I just decided, you know what? This is how she feels like being inside of me. I mean, I tried to flip her naturally. Like I did. I went to a chiropractor and I did all the holistic things. And obviously she didn't want to flip. So I knew I was going to have a C-section. And it was scheduled. And then with Aspen, because the pregnancies were close together, the OBGYN who I went to, who was amazing here, um, different than my one in LA, she doesn't do feedbacks. And she told me that. And she's like, if you want to find someone else outside of this group that does it, you can. But my dad being a surgeon didn't think it was a good idea. And so I just went ahead and scheduled her. But I remember right before I was kind of like stressing and wishing and feeling like, you know, she was head down. I felt like I probably could have pushed her out. Right. But at the same time, I liked the birthday I picked out for her, which is... <laughs> <laughs> But it was 8118, and that's, like, a cool – I don't know. It just totally. seemed like right I feel you. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? Technology and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, I'll just go with it. And it feels it feels like she was born at the right time. Um, but, yeah, I would have loved it not to have two C-sections, though. Right. Yeah, no, I was just curious how that was. Like, so when you when you went through that, like, was it was it easier the second time around because you had already had a C-section? No. Actually, to me, it was more, I was more emotional and st- worried about it the second time. Oh, wow. And I was just excited and I didn't know what to expect. And for me, that was a good thing, you know, but the second time going into it and knowing like the recovery that laid ahead of me, like the actual C-section itself isn't a big deal at all. Like if you can't feel it in your wake. To me, like the, it gets better every day. But like the first day, even though you're on all those pain meds, it was the worst because you wake up, you have like, you know, catheter and just all these weird tubes and things in you you're basically like can't move off of your hospital bed I'm sure you remember that and you're like just so uncomfortable and basically I was just pressing the button to get like more pain meds every you know they're like press this whenever you want it I'm like oh I just I'm gonna do that my friends came to see me I like barely remember a lot of it um (laughs) but yeah no I get it like I'm like it gets better every day like when my friends that are having one they're like it's horrible I'm like I know but like slowly every day you'll feel better the worst part about it for me too is when you leave the hospital and unlike when you normally give birth, you can be smaller immediately. I was like super bloated both times. I don't know about you, but from all that, like 
IV fluid that they give you. Yes, I was so, I appreciate you saying that. I was so bloated and I was so, ugh, I was so constipated for like two freaking weeks. I know. Awful. Like, I remember, like, not to be disgusting, but I remember my first, like, going to the bathroom. I literally felt like I was giving birth again. Like, I was there for like an hour crying. Yeah, I mean, a C-section is not fun, so that's why with this surgery, I'm like, it's going to be a walk in the park compared to, <laughs> not, like, underestimating it, but that's just how I'm feeling about it, you know? Good for you, and if you have that mindset, too, like, it'll help you with, like, what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, I can actually not look better and not worse, even though, of course, like, the whole point of the C-section is you get the baby, and that's amazing, but in terms of your body, each time it just, like, disrupts it. I mean, even though they come into the same place still, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, so it's a breast reduction and a lift. Yeah. And a lift. And then, um, just some liposculpt around my body. Um, only, and like I said, I wouldn't be jumping in to do that, but I'm only doing it because I might as well while I'm already there. Right. You're already doing it. So you might as well do it <laughs> together. No, I get that because like, who, who wants to go and do it again? Like if you're going to yeah. do it, might as well just knock it all out. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'm excited for you. I'm really excited to like see how like I mean you look amazing now, but I'm excited to like see the actual mommy makeover and like you Yeah, should- I'm excited too. I feel like I'll just feel so happy with my body again, you know, for the first time in a while and be able to like even shopping has been annoying for me right now and I haven't really wanted to a lot and having to wear like really professional clothes for work. I think I'm just gonna like love going shopping afterwards, you know, and it's just gonna be good again. Yeah, well, and you'll, like you said, you'll find that confidence, like, with your body again, and then shopping, and I can obviously relate to that being a stylist, like, yeah, shopping, exactly. you know, for a client when they don't feel good about their body, even me, like, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm more where I want to be, but even when I try certain things on, I don't like how half the things look, and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to return this, or oh, I don't want to buy that today, like, I have gift cards sitting for my birthday from last year, because I still, like, don't feel 100% in my skin, so I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, um... As you know, too, from being a stylist, like if someone has like really, really large breasts, especially if they're natural, it's hard to find a lot of clothes, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, because the way it fits and like depending on the cut and the fabric and like this, you know, the, you know, the the, um, zipper or buttons, like whatever it is, like you have to take that into, you know, account. So I, I totally like understand that and I think it's great that you're sharing it I appreciate you say like breaking that stigma and sharing yeah. that hey I am doing this and like this is something that's gonna make me feel good and like I, I want this for myself because I think it's really great that some women can embrace and say this is my new body and this is what I'm going with and then I think it's really great too if a woman can say you know what I'm fine with this but I truly am not the happiest as I maybe would be and for me this is something that like I need you personally and I like that you said it's like really for you like your husband Charles like no it's not about him you know right Right. it's just and I think that everyone has the right to make that decision themselves because everybody like literally everyone's body is so different that I have some friends that just really had two kids just like I did, but somehow they just bounced back and they were like, oh, I barely gained a thing during pregnancy. You know, I'm like, wow, you're amazing. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like one's not better or worse. I mean, that's super lucky, but just like everyone's body is different, you know, we all can treat them differently and we can all make decisions about them differently. And I don't think anything's wrong or right when it comes to that, you know, right. either. Yeah, no. we're already making so many sacrifices, you know? Yeah, exactly. And you sacrifice every day, right? Like all we do is sacrifice as moms and, you know, yeah. take away from ourselves and give to our 
partner and give to our children. Like that's just the way it is. So it's like, if this is something that makes you feel good and it's like something you're doing for yourself, then good for right. you. And that's where I think the difference is. It's like when you do a makeover, like you said, and I appreciate you saying, obviously someone who was on the bachelor in the public eye, yeah. it's different if you're doing it because it's for the public, whatever, which whatever, right. that's a different thing. But for you, it you're is. like, this is for me. This is for like what I want. Yeah, exactly. And I think that it, both reasons are okay. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that anyone should be judged. And I, I mean, I've opened up to people about it just randomly, even people I don't really know, like other moms that message me on Instagram, like, you know, complaining about their body changes. And I let them know I'm about to do this. And I haven't really encountered any negative criticism from it. And so I'm happy about that. You know, I think people, right. especially yeah. other anyone. Yeah, I think it's, I think that's awesome. You know, like it's, I, I think, again, I think it's all about your confidence. It's all about how you feel and it's mm-hmm. like, it make you feel good. And, yeah. and I know. think, it, I mean, like even sometimes like when I go to the pool with Holland, my daughter, for example, like I struggle to find a bikini top that isn't going to be revealing because when I'm going to the pool with my kids and there's other kids around, I'm not trying to wear like a sexy bikini top, but with my breasts being as large as they are, it's it's really challenging to find something that's conservative. I mean, with clothes, it's easier, but with bikinis, it's really difficult. And so I think I'll just feel happier because I'm not always wanting to be like that, you know? Yeah, no, good for you. Yeah, that's, and, and like we said, that's like, that's really important. Um, so you said you've been going to the gym and such, like, and you said yeah. like, the gym really wasn't like your normal type of place, but now you're going there more. What would be like some advice maybe you'd have for some moments, even me, because I'm more about going to the gym. Like what? Well, I think number one, find a gym that has a childcare that you trust. And I mean, for example, I know that Equinox does in LA, not every location, but when I lived there, I would go to the Marina Del Rey one and I felt like their daycare childcare was good. Um, I know there's some LA fitnesses, I think, that have it. I don't know how I feel about that's a personal decision, whether you're comfortable leaving your child somewhere. Um, you have to really trust it. But I think that as a mom, especially if you don't have a nanny or other help, you know, and they're not in school yet, I think that's a really big motivator because you can eat. I have some friends that after they had kids, they would come to the gym just to drink coffee and take a shower. But yeah feels good to like get up and get moving and if you and especially you're like okay I need a break and for me like I said having Netflix on my treadmill was like really a motivating factor but on top of that um my dad actually got me to start going back to yoga with him which for me is just really good for my mind and um I know for example like there's a place yoga west in LA that has mommy and me yoga and I think that's really cool and fun for the kids and I I loved it there and I love the prenatal yoga too Oh, that's so awesome. I'll have to check that out. Where is that? Yoga West. Okay, so it's on Robertson. It's basically in West LA um, between like, it's not, it's like a little past Beverly Hills, but before you're like officially in West LA. So it's just on Robertson, Yoga West. Wow. I'll have to check it out. I think it's on Saturdays. You would love it. That's awesome. And it's really Um, spiritual, which I like. Oh, I love that. That's, that's so awesome. So with working out, like for you, like you said, it's like a way for you to like escape, but also get to like work out your mind and then you know your kids are being watched. So does that Mm -hmm. kind of help you to be able to like let go? Yeah, it does. And it's funny because now when Holland and I go to our gym here, it's called the Houstonian. She'll want me to play with her instead and go swimming and play on the playground. And I'm like, we can do all that stuff. But like mommy needs to exercise. And I tell her like, 
if I, I'll, I'll be in a happier mood. And sometimes I tell her if I don't, I'm grouchy just because I want her to understand it, why I like to. Yeah. And then she understands it. So she doesn't hit, she likes being in the little play area there anyway, um, because she has other friends there, including her cousin sometimes that she can play with. And so, but if she's not in the mood or she wants to go playing first, I'm like, you know, mommy needs to exercise because I'll be happier. And so now she understands that, which I like. So she doesn't think I'm being mean by like leaving her there for a little bit, you know? Oh, I think that's, uh, I, I think that's awesome. And I appreciate that. Like you, like you said that because I think everyone obviously parents differently, but I like that you said, like you tell her like, Hey, yeah. I will be grouchy or this is what, uh-huh. like, you know, like, so yeah. that's really cool. So what are some like gems maybe you would give moms that are kind of in like, you know, in your position? Yeah, 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 like you, I feel like a lot of things are personal, but I do now that Holland's getting, um, she's almost three. I like to explain things to her, but in ways she'll understand just like that, because I think that if they can understand things as much as they're able to comprehend, I think it helps. It depends on the type of child you have. Like maybe some will just accept, but that her personality isn't like that. She wants to know reasons for things and she's naturally, you know, going to question it. And so it really helps her a lot when I explain things to her. And then I think also understanding that every child is just different. And so the worst thing you can ever do is compare your baby or child or toddler to another friends or relatives and feel competitive about it or be like, what age did yours potty train? Oh no, mine needs to do it then. Oh, something's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone's different and you really have to realize that about them. And especially if you have more than one, you can't compare them to each other. Cause I think that would be really harmful too. Yeah. That's right. You realize that um, it's really important for us to have our mom time. And whatever that means for you, whether it's going to, on a hike, whether it's getting together with your other mom friends or friends and having wine, you know, whatever you need to do for yourself. The truth is, then you can be the best mom. You can be in the best person. But if you're exhausted and not to self-care is so important, you know, for everyone, then you really can't be the best mom, I think. Right? Right. No, I think that's really well said because I have had to learn several times for myself and say to myself, self-care really isn't selfish. It is. And it sounds so it's silly, not. but it, it's so true. Like if I go and take a shower or I take a nice long bath or I go and get my nails done, I come back a new rejuvenated woman. I'm better mm-hmm. mom, I'm a better wife, and I'm better to myself. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel, I feel like when I was a new mom with Holland, I didn't necessarily realize that, at least for the first, I'd say – eight months, probably I was just so into thinking it was all about sacrificing. And the more I sacrificed, like the better mom I was, but I was really not taking as much care of myself. And at the time I was just so in love with being a mom, but I think that it's just good. You know, I think that that's something I learned too. And with Aspen, I've been more about that, but I'm just as good of a mom and she's just as happy of a baby. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's just a learning lesson. Too. Yeah, I know. And I really relate to that and resonate with that and everything because I too am kind of going through that being that I'm only 15 months out in this journey. And wow. I have moments where I'm like, I just need to keep sacrificing. I just need to keep sacrificing. But then I realize I'm like sacrificing my own happiness and my own sanity. And then I'm super upset. And I contribute a lot of that to my own postpartum depression that I went through. Oh, did you go through postpartum depression? Yeah, pretty heavily. What? You did? Yeah, it was like um, around like three and a half months is when I kind of like maybe two and a half, three months, I started realizing it. Justin actually noticed it first because 
I uh-huh. literally, I literally turned to him and said, like, I feel like I'm mourning the death of me. And he was like, Whoa. And it was like, for me, I honestly, Erica, I felt like I like said, Can I have a glass of wine? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, it didn't yeah. in my head that like, I was depressed. And then right. it just got worse and worse. And I kept trying to do quick fixes, like, go get my nails done, go get my lashes done. Yeah. I just really wasn't happy. And it mm-hmm. became like, I needed to see a therapist. I needed to do meditation. I needed to do the inner work. And I'm in a much better place now. And I'm way more mindful and aware. And I actually think, I'm a much better mother and woman because of it, but it was really yeah. hard to go through. And I really relate to what you're saying with the sacrifice because I think at times I really sacrifice so much of myself mm-hmm. without realizing it. Yeah, I do think, I think that that's not like it comes naturally to some people and some moms. And then you don't realize like you need to keep yourself in order to be you and just in order to be a person, you know, and a mom and your kids will love yourself. You know what I mean? My kids love me when I'm having my best, like best self and best personality. They love me when I'm not. But of course, like they're not like the baby's different, but Holland, she's very sensitive. And so she'll notice if I'm like not in my best mood and she's so sensitive that I, if I'm in a, a, like a grouchy mood and I'm not even taking it, like obviously I don't take it out on her, but she thinks I'm upset or being mean to her if I'm not like in my happiest personality. So it's really important for me to like, you know, do what I need to do to be in my best personality so I can be that person for her. Oh, no, definitely. And I think it's so good of you to share that because I think a lot of other moms need to hear that because mom guilt oh. is so real. And, and it's so get, bad. I and yeah, I hate when yeah. other moms try to mom shame people, whether it's on Instagram or in real life. I just think it's so mean, you know, people to it do is. each other, especially it other is so mean. What I had happen to me was still friends with her because we got through the misunderstanding. But a friend of mine that isn't a mom, mom shaming me on Facebook um, when Holland was a baby because I took a picture of her and she didn't even really eat it with a unicorn frappuccino when she was like one. And um, I did let her like lick some of the whipped cream and I was just a fun picture. I remember when that unicorn frappuccino came out with Starbucks. But anyway, she put up a tirade post saying, oh, the unicorn frappuccino is so horrible and you should never let your kid drink it. Obviously, I would never have her drink the entire thing. Right. Just really hurtful to me because she didn't even say it to me directly. But luckily we we worked through it and resolved it. But the point is, I think that, you know, no one should tell a mom any advice unless we're asking for it or going to them as a professional, like a pediatrician. You know what I'm saying? But other than it's like, it's not appreciated. Yes. And also, I think it's great that you said that. Like, it's like, it's not appreciated. It's not it's really not warranted. And it's like, listen, yeah. we all have our own opinions of That's what's true. right and what's wrong, but it's up to you for your own child. Like, it's like, that's what works for you. And it's like, obviously, like you said, you're not going to give her the whole cappuccino. It was for a cute picture. Yeah. Like you knew what you were doing, but it's like, it, it makes you feel bad when someone says something. And I totally get that because I get that. Obviously, you know, because we're both like, you know, in the public eye, yeah. you, you more than me, but like I'll post, you know, on my Instagram and certain things will be said. And I'm like, Really? You had to say something hurtful about what I posted? I know. It's so mean. It's so mean. And it's like, it's, I've had to really like sometimes take breaks from social media because Mm -hmm. I need to like decompress and I need to like go dark in order to like go within Mm -hmm. and be able to block that out because it really bothers me. I do that too sometimes. And randomly, like, I feel like I've encountered more positivity on my social media recently than in the past but I feel that that's because I've become more like filtered in myself and just in general and not posting as much and then I don't know what it is but I do think I I think probably just because that's when I was also more in the public eye when I was single from being on you know the bachelor and bachelor pad and all those shows 
But back then when I like, I was reflecting on it the other day, I would get so much negativity on my Instagram and people were just so mean that I think it would face a new challenge, honestly. Um, and there's plenty of moms to do it, but like being on TV as a mom, like a real housewife or someone like that, you know, that gets a lot of negativity every single day, I think would be really, really hard. Yeah, no, absolutely. How, and I mean, and, and like, like you said, it's like, especially when you were like in the public eye and on, you know, the bachelor. Yeah. How did you handle that kind of stuff besides like signing off? Yeah, I feel like I didn't, wasn't as um, wise back then as I am now. And so I think I would just ignore, I don't know. Back then I would sometimes engage with them and never good. You know what I'm saying? Like I would back or like, you know, try to turn it, like I would spend too much time and energy on it, honestly. Or sometimes I would do the opposite and ignore it, but not delete that negative comment for some weird reason and keep it up there. And then I had a friend that said to me, like, it hurts my, it makes me sad as your friend that you're allowing that person to be negative. You should just block them. And I was like, you know what? Why didn't I do that before? So then I would just, if someone was like having a tendency to be not, not just like one rude comment, but negative repeatedly on like every picture and just being mean, I'm like, I don't need to receive that negative energy. So I would block that person. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's not like you're not being authentic because you're not allowing someone to disrespect you, you know? Yeah, no, you're, I mean, listen, you have to do what's right for you. And especially when you're a mom, like you obviously like mama bear, you protect your family, you protect your, you know, your foundation. Exactly. So it's like, if it doesn't work, it's like, to me, same with me. I've had to take certain people in my industry, even certain clients I style. And I'm like, you know what? You're just noise. Like I deal with you mm-hmm. when I deal with you for work. But other than that, I can't bring it home because this is like my oh. home my, and my it's a sacred space. Yep. It has to be. Yeah. Um, what other advice or like gems would you have for moms now that you are like in, you know, round two of this and further in and season, like what would you want to share with other moms listening? Hmm, let me think. I just think when it comes to also how many kids you want to have, that's just such a personal thing. I mean, I have some friends that are really happy with one and they're like, I'm one and done for me. I love having two and I might even have a third one day, but I don't really know yet. And I think it's okay to just like take to kind of just take it as it goes when it comes to like just the entire mom journey. You know, it's like you really just have to see how it feels once it happens. You can't really plan so much and be like, okay, I'm going to have this amount of kids because also some people, you know, have more troubles getting pregnant. And it's just like you need to just kind of play it by ear, you know, and even if you're such a planner in real life, you can't be when it comes to parenthood. You know? Oh no! I mean, listen, my birth taught me that. Like I was, I mean, you remember yeah. talking to you all the time about my, when I was pregnant and it was like, I'm planning this and this birth and this, this. And then it was like, ha ha, just kidding. Welcome to motherhood. Like 42 yeah. hours later, C-section, nothing what I expected. Exactly. And even breastfeeding. I remember even though I breastfed with Holland, um, I felt like I wasn't patient enough with it. I don't know. So I remember reaching out to you the second time around about breastfeeding advice because even though I was a second time mom, I could still use some advice with that and you were really helpful. And sometimes it's just really good to talk to other moms that, you know, had success when it comes to breastfeeding or other things and get their perspectives because we really don't know it all. And it's just, you know, it's helpful to hear other people, what worked for other people, especially with breastfeeding. It can be really challenging. Oh, so challenging. You know? Yeah. I loved it. I loved breastfeeding, but for me, um, it wasn't, I wish I was sad cause I always wanted to be such a dairy queen. Like some people are like, I have a sister-in-law that is, and she's like, I didn't have to do anything immediately. I was just making like gallons of milk. And I'm like, right. oh, I wish that was me, but it just wasn't, you know? Yeah. Every, like you said, everyone's body's different, but I'm so glad I helped you. Like that makes me feel you good. So helpful. You, mom, you know, 
Yeah, you really were helpful because you made me feel like I should just keep going with it and not give up. And you had like a lot of helpful pieces of advice. So it was really nice talking to you. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> listen, it wasn't easy for me in the beginning either. And like, because of my C-section, I had no idea my mouth wasn't yeah. going to for 10 days. That's and the like, hard part. Yeah. It's like, no one tells you, oh, by the way, usually when you have a C-section, your mouth doesn't drop because your body That's doesn't have the baby. And like, yeah. it's crazy. And then like, Amelia I mean, didn't latch for two weeks. And so it's like, mm-hmm. I understand exactly what you're saying. And it was really hard for me for the first like month, month and a half. But now finally, like, 15 a month, you know, 15 and a half months out, like we're still breastfeeding. Everything's That's amazing. Like we're rhythm and it's amazing. It. Thank you. That's but I would, I would never expect that, you know? So it's like you said, yeah. good for I think it's such a personal thing. And I feel like um, the first time around, for, like before breastfed, I had like such an idea about it. And I was like more judgmental about it even before I did it myself, which is really funny. But of course, I didn't know what to expect. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I was already, like having expectations. And so that's yeah. why to not have expectations and just see, do your best and, you know, see what happens basically. But I do feel like every day I try to remind myself that it's not like other areas of my life where sometimes I'll be honest, I don't always put a hundred percent into everything because we're humans. But as a mom, I do feel like it's so important to, you have to always really put in a hundred percent, even when you're not in the mood, you know, Uh like there, you know, these humans are depending on you and they really need you so much. And you know, I just feel like that's, I don't know. I always, I guess mainly it's just reminding myself to always be present and not like, you know, doing some work email or like texting a friend or whatever I might be doing on my phone. It's like so important to them if I'm present with them, you know, yeah. I'm working on that every day. It's like being present. It's hard, you know, especially being like a lot of times we work from home. Like I'm working yeah. from home all the time and it's, it's def- difficult, but I appreciate you sharing that honestly and openly because we all need to talk about that. We all need to like be better about being present and also like working on that and knowing that it is okay to like find those struggles and that we don't always give a hundred percent into other areas. Yeah. Like, it, it, exactly. It I yeah. tell myself that with, even with my career as a lawyer, like I only accept the clients I know I can really help. And when I'm working on them, you know, I do my best, but I also have an amazing legal assistant that I couldn't live without that helps me so much because That's she's awesome. not, and she, you know, has the time and I'm so grateful of her. But the point is, like, I have to put my, being a mom is my number one priority. I just, yeah. even, you know, and that's okay. You know yep. what I mean? It's more than okay. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, good for you. So I love that you said you have a legal assistant. So has mm-hmm. part of motherhood and, and working been a lot of delegating for you? Um, Yeah, but, like, the best, the thing that I realized about it, so, like, immediately when I became a lawyer, I got a job working at this amazing family law firm, like one of the best, most like prestigious, I guess, family law firms in Houston. But I asked them in my interview about the work-life mom balance. And they did, they told me that I would have one. But the truth is I went back to work when she was two months old and started at that law firm. And I really couldn't, I was crying because I would come, I would have to get there before my kids woke up. I'd have to leave the house. And I would come home when they were sleeping. At least the baby was sleeping Holland's a night out, but <laughs> sad I missed out like on such a cute stage of her life I felt like and so I only stayed there for four months and then I said you know what I had other mom friends that did their own thing and started their own law practices so I realized I needed to do it and it was scary because my other job had such a great salary and I felt like like I said it was really prestigious and whatever but um immediately when I left and went on my own I had my first client and I'm doing a lot of family law so I'm helping like other people that are having custody problems, you know, or getting divorced or whatever, 
issue they're going through. Like, I really feel like I'm helping and making a positive impact in the world too. But at the same time, thank God I have a legal assistant. And then I also have Tracy, who's my director of client relations. But I found about myself that I'm actually very good at delegating when it comes to like my work stuff. I know that's funny. Um, I have a harder time sometimes delegating as a mom. Like there's a little daycare that's in my office building. And that's where Aspen was today because I had a new client in the morning. And then um, her school called me. And she's and they said she just wasn't feeling that well, but she doesn't have a fever or anything. But I decided to immediately take her home and finish working the day from home because obviously, you know, their health is going to be my number one priority. Of course, yeah, no, and, and and good for you, and like good for you, empowering yourself to like start your own and like now have Erica Rose Law Firm. Like that's that's amazing, and and I think that's great because again, like whatever works for you know each individual, but for you, it was like no, this is important to me, so I want yeah. to. To both worlds. Yeah, I think I'm better at, at delegating too when it comes to work than I am at like having someone order me around or like basically I felt like because I was on salary, they felt like they owned my time. And um, my boss, she was like in her 50s and so her kids were older, but she thought it was, she would always tell me how she just didn't really get to be involved as a mom and her sons are still like her and everything. But that's okay if that's her parenting style, but it just wasn't okay with me. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't my yeah. parenting and it didn't feel good for me. And no, so yeah. And good really for you for recognizing that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, like I said, like we always say, like everyone's different and whatever works for you is great, but you have to do what feels right to yourself and like in your soul. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm happy that I'm a working mom too. And I know you are too, because I think that's still so important and part of having our identity. But I also have so many friends that are stay at home moms and they're so happy doing that. So yep. I really what works for everyone and what works for their families. And, you know, I don't like even when there's judgment or, or people like working moms versus stay at home moms arguing with each other about that. Cause I just think it's important for us to always be supportive. Right. And just support each other as moms because like being yeah. the hardest freaking job in the world. It is. It's honestly like when I'm not working like on the weekends um, and I'm being a mom of, especially of two, like all the time with barely a break, then I feel like it is truthfully a harder job than, my actual job, you know? Oh just- yeah. No, I feel for you. I don't know how you do it with two. You're super mama. I've got Amelia and I'm like dead by the end of the day. Like Justin comes home and I'm like, hi. And he's like, Hey, how was the day? And I'm like, can you take her? Like I'm exhausted. Yeah. I is. It's really exhausting with one or with two. It's just so tiring, you know? Yeah. But- when you add two, kind of tired. does it like when you add two, does it like, does it feel like a whole new person or does it feel like you just kind of add it into the routine? Like, how does it feel? Um, so I think it goes like, I, I think it depends on, like, I feel like now that Holland's getting closer to three, almost being three, it's becoming manageable with two. But when they were both like before Holland was two years old and then I had a baby, it was hard because like she wasn't, you know, talking as much as she is now and everything. So I'm like, I have two babies. So then it was definitely a little overwhelming because they both like need you so much. But now Holland seems like she's matured. You'll see what I mean. Like between the ages of two and three, they just mature so much. Wow. So then I, now two is manageable, especially because Aspen's like playing more and engaging with her. So I can be like, I don't ever tell Holland to like watch Aspen and then I go away because that would be like kind of scary. You know what I mean? <laughs> At least they can entertain themselves as long as I'm like nearby and like watching. Oh, um, are they like friends now? Yeah, now they're becoming friends and it's cute. That's so sweet. I love uh, that. Yeah, getting that's yeah, what's fun about a sibling. Like, that's really cute. Yeah. I Like, my brother and I were always best friends growing up. 
And the truth is I never felt sad that I didn't have a sister because we were so close. I'm like, it didn't really matter. But I also love that I have sisters because my friends that have sisters have like, some of them don't get along that well, but I'm hoping I have other friends that are like best friends with their sister. And that's really what I'm hoping for the two of them, because I really think a sister is such a special thing to have, you know? Yeah, that's so nice. What, so you have a brother and, and, and you have a sister, you say? No, I just have my brother, but we're the same exact age difference as my daughters are. So the truth is, when I was pregnant with my second, I was like, oh, it's going to be a boy. It's just going to be exactly like my brother and I. But the funny thing is, he also has two girls right now. Um, oh, how funny. Best friends, because they're only two weeks apart. But oh. I think they're going to have more kids, and I might or might not. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> um, and I would, of course, love to have a boy. But I know that that's outside of my control. I mean, unless I, I'm not going to go through anything that would control that in terms of like IVF and taking right. into. Um, and I think that'd be a little crazy. I mean, I know people that do it, you know, that just really want a certain gender and they're always, totally. I personally, I would, um, yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I, I would kind of, I just want the universe to decide for sure. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel, but I don't know. So I, I like how, I think it's good to have more than one, but like I said, I have plenty of friends that tell me they're one and done. And if that's what they're happy with, you know, I think that's great. Totally. Yeah. To each so, like, did you grow up with any siblings? Yeah, I have two brothers. Um, oh, cool. you know, Justin, there. Yeah, and so um, I was the only girl and the oldest. And so Daniel and I were always closer because we were three and a half years apart, almost four. And that already felt yeah. a little bit spread to me, but we were still close because, like, we leaned on each other. Him, especially yeah. on me growing up. But then the youngest, uh-huh. Justin, we're eight years apart. So we, like, only got close when we became, like, adults. So that was hard for me because I yeah. felt like we never had that relationship. It's like now that we're adults, we talk a lot more. But even still – my brother and him, obviously, too, probably being boys also, they're a lot closer. But I mm-hmm. always felt like I wasn't as close. So I always think about that with, like, my own, you know, now family. is like I want Amelia's next, like, sibling to be close to her. Yeah, I know that you've told me before in the past that you definitely wanted to have a second. Yes. Yeah. For us personally, I just think, you know, Justin comes from him and his sister. I come from three. And I just think, like, I just love the family dynamic. Like, I was very yeah. Grateful to still do have amazing parents who kept us mm-hmm. as a unit, and we're always close. We always check on each other. We send the group texts. We're always talking. So it's like I want that, you know, foundation, familia yeah. as well. I think it's so nice. To, I mean, I I don't know. I might even want to have a third just because I feel like the idea of having a big family, you know, is cute, and I really it like. Is. That's awesome. Good for you. See, like even though you're crazy with two, it's like so inspiring and awesome mm-hmm. to hear you say, like, "Hey, maybe I will have a third. And also the baby stage is so cute that it's like hard when I, my husband and I were joking, if we could have like a permanent baby, we would love that. (laughs) I know, right? It's so sad when they grow up. (laughs) Justin and I were laying in bed last night with pictures of Amelia when she was so little and he's like, oh my God, (laughs) she was so small. We do that a lot too. Like we love to look at our old baby pictures and be like, she was so tiny and so cute because the baby stage really is so precious and it, it goes by like so fast. So fast. Can I tell you, like, I remember you telling me that, like, when I, when you were kind of, like, guiding me and giving me, like, a little bit of advice when I was pregnant, and, like, you were, like, just enjoy it, because it goes so fast, and I was, like, yeah, 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 and I was, like, so exhausted, and, like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, like, feel like it's never ending, and now I'm, like, oh, my God, she's 15 and a half months, and I feel, yeah. like, flying. It is. It's like that. I know. That's, people say, like, the first six months feel, like, forever, and then suddenly, and so does pregnancy, and then suddenly it starts going by really fast. And so as hard as it can be, I think it's so important. I um, mean, it gets harder with two, especially if the other one's still young, but to enjoy every stage because, like, I feel sad that I was working from 
and, you know, really like crazy hours from the time that she was two months old until she was like six months old, because that's really one of my favorite stages. And I really didn't, I mean, yeah, of course there was the weekends and stuff, but I really didn't get to enjoy it as much as I got to with Holland and the happiest baby in the world. So she hasn't been affected by it. Like she's still happy, but it made me sad. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. The mom girl made me sad. No, I get it. I mean, But like, listen, you, you, you change your situation and you made yourself happier. So like, good for you. And you have this amazing law firm, which is so cool. So, you know, it's, it's, it's great. Well, I know we both like, again, being moms and working from home, um, have to roll, but is there anything else you would want to leave, you know, my moms and my audience with anything else you want to share? And then of course, plug your social, tell me find you and your firm. It'll all be in my show notes as well. Okay. Well, um, my law firm is, at Erica Rose Law on Instagram. And my normal Instagram is at Erica the Rose. I also have Instagrams for my kids, which you can find <laughs> them. But I was just thinking today, like I'm not maintaining their Instagrams enough, but it's it's so hard to keep up with everything. And oh, I babe, I feel for you. I, I posted Amelia yesterday and I'm like, yeah. I haven't been on her since Father's Day. I'm terrible. And I haven't taken professional pictures of Aspen since she was like a few months old, but luckily I'm going to do that at her birthday. But I'm like, yay. You like the things you're like, oh no, you know what I mean? I know you just, you know, it, gets, it just gets crazy, you know, but I mean, yeah. I'm sure we'll still love to see their Instagram. So what are their Instagrams? Um, so Aspen's is at baby Aspen Rose and Holland's is at Holland Rose Gentry. Cute. And then Erica Rose Law is your. Uh, mine's at Erica Rose Law and at Erica the Rose. And then I also started my, you have to podcast. I started, it's called. At, um, at Legally Mom podcast. It, um, we called it Legally Mom because we love the movie Legally Blonde. But I actually do it with another lawyer mom and my gay best friend, Michael, who's a lawyer mom slash dad because he has two kids. Oh, my God. Uh, that's amazing. I didn't. When did you start this podcast? We started it. We So we started it like a few months ago, but we honestly aren't super. We do it like at least once or twice a month, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Talk about some legal things, and then we also just talk about that work-life mom balance. Oh my god, I'd love to come on. Yes, we need to have you on. That'd be so fun. Okay, so it's called Legally Mom. Yeah, and it's on iTunes, and um, the handles at Legally Mom Podcast, and it's still. But we're just having fun with it for now. That's awesome. Yeah, good for you. I, I listen. You, you have a handle. I haven't even gotten a handle for my podcast on Instagram. Like, the idea of having to like start Instagram for my podcast is exhausting. Oh my gosh. It's a lot. Like that's what I'm saying. Like with all these different Instagrams, I'm like, am I being, I, I should probably like consolidate a little bit, you know, cause it's hard enough to maintain one Instagram. Totally. No, but that's awesome. Oh my God. I can't wait to check it out and subscribe and I'll put that in the show notes. Well, thank you so much for being on. Girl, it was so good to catch up. Next time I'm in LA, we are really going to get together with the little ones for sure. Oh yes. No, we have to. And like, thank you so much. Like you just were so inspiring and like shared so many mom gems. So thank you. I really appreciate you. Like just keeping it real and raw and sharing, you know, everything. Good luck. You're always inspiring me. Oh, thanks babe. And when is the mommy Mm. makeover? And you look gorgeous. I'm just looking at your Instagram now. You really are so beautiful and I feel like motherhood's only made you more beautiful honestly oh my god you're gonna make me cry you're so 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 sweet well you're you're a beautiful soul in and out and I adore you and I'm really excited to see you to get to like you know hang with the girls in person and catch up I can't wait and when is your mommy makeover it's uh, doing it August 7th so August it's like 7th, so so soon yeah. I know it's, it's so soon. You. well I hope it I, I'm sure it'll all go amazing sending you so much love for it and I can't wait it's to fun. hear all about it Thanks, girl. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Strip Down with Allie Levine. 
If you want to continue the conversation with us, head on over to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also see what she's up to at www.allylevine.com. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.